Welcome to the R3 Ministry Network podcast. We are delighted and honored to have my good friend Jeff Buckman uh, with us today. Jeff is the CEO of Buckman's Incorporated. He's also got a lot of other roles that he's experienced with Buckman's in the past. He'll tell us about that. Jeff has recently written a book, Making Your Business God's Business, and it tells a story of Jeff and uh, his travels through leading a Christian organization to a successful point, and it continues to be that way, but also how he has focused and grounded that business organization on the Word of God and leading like Jesus would. So Jeff, we're so honored to have you with us here today. Glad to be with you, Greg, and be able to, to share some of the things that I have learned that God's taught me. Hey, we'll try to dial it down. I know as you and I chatted uh, earlier, we could talk about this and what uh, God's done in your life and Nancy's life for more than two hours, but uh, we're going to try to tighten it up and put it in 20 to 25 minutes today and maybe continue something in the future. Uh, Jeff, if you don't mind, would you just give a brief uh, introduction of yourself to our listening audience? Uh, give my idea about Jeff Buckman. Sure, sure. I, uh, as you mentioned, uh run uh, Buckman's Incorporated and have done that. We're celebrating our 50th year uh, this year. Awesome. So it's time to celebrate what God's done over those 50 years. But uh, uh, if it's all right, I'll just start with my salvation testimony on how I know the Lord. And um, that started back in high school when I met a young lady and she asked me if I would be interested in going to church with her. And I had never been to church. Um, I was a senior then and um, often wondered what goes on in a church. I wasn't even sure exactly what Christmas was about or Easter. Um, so when she asked me to go to church, I said, sure. Uh, but just between us, you know, she could have asked me to jump off a cliff and I would have. I was infatuated <laughs> with this young lady. So I uh, went to church and uh, through her witness and um, she was able to lead me to the Lord after uh, a few months of attending church and um, having her as a witness. And um, just to kind of roll back the, the secrecy of all that, too, um, fell in love with that young lady and we got married two years later. And here it is. Uh, we just celebrated our 45th wedding anniversary this year. So Amen. congratulations. Uh, so Nancy and I have been on this journey together and we just love each other dearly and just love what the Lord has been able to do. That's a great story. I don't want our audience to miss the fact that, uh, and I noted, because you didn't grow up in, in communist Russia, you grew up in southeastern Pennsylvania. That's right. And uh, you had uh, gone all the way through elementary school and the majority of high school and never gone to a church. That's right. It, yeah. it wasn't as though you had gone to church, been exposed to it, just never accepted Christ. You had never walked through the doors of a church. And, uh, and here it is, uh, a faithful young lady that loves the Lord and uh, had a desire to see others come to know him, uh, brings that to you and then introduces you to Christ. And what a celebration that is by itself. But then you guys get, up, get married. So sure, sure. great story. Great story. That's another story we could talk about uh, at another time. I just get excited about hearing that every time that I do. But our focus today is how you're leading a Christian business uh, grounded in the principles of God's word and having the impact uh, locally, of course, and you are certainly having that, but also around the world. So 
I wanted to take a few minutes today and talk about some of the highlights from your book that we just uh, talked about earlier, Making Your Business God's Business. And I like the little subtitle you have there, uh, having a front row seat to watch God use your business to impact the world. Jeff, can you give us a little bit? Now, I'm, I'm going to, you got several chapters in here. We won't take all the time because I'd like our listeners to get a copy of the book and read it, digest it and ask God as they're digesting it, how he would use them to impact the world with what God's entrusted to them as well. But can you give us some of the highlights here of what's touched your heart uh, with your business and kind of how you uh, lead sure. that way? Sure. Well, well, God just grew our business um, from myself and a part-time employee. And then over a few uh, decades, you know, now we're, as I mentioned, celebrating our 50th, but, um, we now have in the wintertime 450 employees, including part-timers and about 200 employees in the summer, just to give you an idea of the, the size of the organization. But um, about 20 years ago, uh, maybe 25 years ago, um, I just started to see God work uh, in our hearts through missions and got involved in my local church um, with the, the missions program. And I was a leader in the church there, and then we changed churches, and I became a leader in that church as well, but always interested in missions and missionaries. And whenever there was a missions conference, we would have missionaries stay in our home, and uh, we would chat with them after church, before church, take them to a meal. Just whenever there was missionaries around, we wanted to spend time and get to know them. And then that led to getting their letters, uh, either monthly or every other month, they send an update letter. And those update letters are usually for pastors or for churches, but um, we'd get on that email list and see what their needs are. And then God would speak to our hearts to help meet some of those needs. So that's, that's, um, that's how we got kind of started towards missions and missionaries. And I know you've done many things. We'll touch on it in just a few minutes, uh, taking mission trips. I want to hear about that first one and how it impacted your life. But it seems as though you've looked at your business as a, as a mission organization. It seems like that's been your approach to, to proclaim the gospel as best you can running a business. Can you tell us uh, kind of how that came about and, and how you decided, hey, you know what, we're going to live for God with this business, and you've had some challenges, I know, uh, along the way that way, but you have uh, been faithful to God and uh, kind of how you came to that. Yeah, we just asked the Lord, you know, how can we be used? You know, I'm not a pastor and, and, I, and I'm not a, a missionary, but um, it became evident that we could have an impact, whether it's to our employees, to our vendors, uh, those that we come in contact with. So um, we try to do what it, whatever we can to help our employees when we know there's a need. We, we try to be uh, honorable to our vendors. You know, if they, if they make a mistake and ship us more product, we call them and tell us, hey, you know what? Instead of, instead of 12, you sent us 12 dozen or um, you didn't charge us the right amount on that invoice or an employee is in the hospital. We, we try to send meals to their homes and uh, just try to try to reach out and um, be a good witness that way. So you look to minister to those that you employ, but also the ones you do business with. Uh, you're uh, seriously looking at yourself as a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so your testimony shows that. I uh, look at many of the things you have in your book. I know you do lots of things. Uh, and it seems as though um, I've known you for 
more than 20 years now. And it seems as though every time I'm around Jeff and, and Nancy Buckman, they're always trying to think of ways they can use their business as a tool to bless others. That's just the way I see it. Um, can you give our audience, listeners audience, some of the things that you do that you say, hey, our business can be used this way and we'll bless others as a result of it. I know that flyer miles are one of those things, but many other things sure. you do. Sure. Yeah. So um, we're in the pool chemical business, uh, supplying pool chemicals uh, on a wholesale basis. That's one of the things we do. So um, there's Christian camps around us. So as we could afford to do that, we went to those camps and said, we, we'd like to just give you product for free, um, mm -hmm. supply that. And um, we're also in the ice melt business where we deliver salt and uh, products that melt ice in the wintertime. We're just outside of Philadelphia. So uh, we've gone to a few churches churches and just said, hey, we'd like to provide you with that product for free. So product is one thing. Um, we didn't necessarily start out offering it for free because we couldn't afford to, but we would do it at a great discount. And then we did it at maybe 50% off and then you know, 75% off. And then it's like, hey, we'll just do it for free. Then um, we are able to purchase products for the company with credit cards. And I know that sounds perhaps uh, fiscally irresponsible on the on the cover statement, but we pay those credit cards off every month, of course, but we rack up flyer miles. So the first thing we do is ask a vendor, do they take a credit card? And if they do, we say, can we have a 2% discount if we don't use a credit card? And most of the time they say, no, you just pay with a credit card. So we do. So we rack up a lot of flyer miles. Um, then we use those flyer miles for pastors and missionaries to fly them uh, literally all, all over the place. So um, we've been able to to get about 250 airline tickets a year. And, um, you know, a missionary that's serving the Lord in a faraway place and to have their college age children join them for Christmas break or something, you know, they, they wouldn't be able to spend that money for them to just come back to be with them for three weeks over Christmas. But Flyer Miles, and um, it's a great encouragement to everybody all the way around. So Flyer Miles, um, products, those are just a few things that we can use uh, use the business for to be, be an encouragement. Yeah, and I know you do lots of things that way. It seems like you're always looking to see what you can give away. I, I, I've heard this statement for many years, you can't outgive the Lord. And uh, I've watched Jeff Buckman put that almost to the test, Jeff and, and Nancy. And uh, I watch how you use the what God's entrusted to you. And uh, it seems like you're always seeking ways to bless others as a result of it. Can, can you tell us, uh, Jeff, a little bit about how you how do you determine where to give? I mean, as a business owner, what I heard from you is good stewardship principles. You didn't give, uh, like you said, hey, we didn't start out giving uh, everything free to the camps and to the churches. We gave what we could afford to give, being fiscally responsible, but also understanding we want to continue to give for the future. And then you gave more as you could. How did you come about how to decide that? What was the principles used there? Sure. So, well, the amount to give, of course, is... Uh basic principle, um, 10%. So you know, we would just pray and ask the Lord, you know, show us where to give what you're, you're enabling us to earn. And then as time goes on, there's years where needs will come up and the Lord will speak to our hearts. And then you give way more than 10%, but that's certainly a, a beginning part. And, and then we, for years, we would give to organizations that would contact us and 
we found ourselves um, sponsoring um, baseball teams and soccer teams and bands and schools and these, you know, $200 there and $100 here. And next thing you know, we were spending, I think it was $17,000 doing these different things. You know, mm. employees would come to you and ask you to sponsor their child's band and they're going. So we really just took a step back and said, you know, that money should be spent more for uh, for the Lord. So we just explained to these different organizations and we, we just came up with a, a statement that um, as a company, we give to missions and, and mission organizations all over the world. And certainly their organization is is good and, and doing what uh, what they feel is, is right. But um, we are directing our funds um, to missions and, and mission organizations and what God's doing around the world. And um, we weren't sure how that would be received. But um, it's kind of a little bit of a silence, maybe for three seconds. And then they go, oh, okay, well, that's great. You know, uh, thanks for doing that. You know, so we were able to redirect that money towards, uh, towards God's work. Now, let's take a moment to thank our sponsors. Sponsors for this episode, I'd like to share with you someone that has greatly helped our ministry right from the very beginning. And that is Soul Narrative Studios. Soul Narrative Studios is a faith-based, family-owned photo and videography business. And if you're seeking assistance with camera or editing work, reach out to them on Facebook at Soul Narrative Studios or on their website at www.soulnarrativestudios.com. Check them out today. Pastor, you were called to be a pastor, not to sweat the administrative stuff. Let's face it. Dealing with tracking the church's financial transactions can be very draining, and it can get in the way of loving people and changing lives, which is why you decided to go into the ministry in the first place, right? In steps Bryce's Bookkeeping Solutions. Bryce's Bookkeeping Solutions helps pastors focus on the critical work of the ministry by providing a done-for-you bookkeeping service so that you can regain at least 10 hours a week for yourself and for your congregation and your family. Check them out today on Facebook at Bryce's Bookkeeping Solutions. You'll be glad you did. And that's just something uh, you thought about, prayed about, and say, hey, how should we best use this? And want to reinforce that to our listeners, because I know many business owners get those opportunities to give to thousands of different fundraiser projects. But having that focus, I think your principle-centered business, uh, based on the principles of the Word of God, and say, okay, we're going to we're going to conduct business this way. Um, I'm curious, uh, because that's a great insight, and I would invite our listeners to get a copy of the book as I remind them again uh, that they could read more about that more in depth. I'm, I'm curious about this, Jeff, because um, as we could talk for more than two hours, we're trying to tighten it up. Tell me and tell our audience about that first missions trip that uh, I know really affected you uh, and Nancy. And now I, you probably know, but you've taken many mission trips since then. Tell us about that first one and how it affected you. Pastor asked us to go along with the youth. Uh, it was a youth missions trip, a youth rally and a BBS. And it was on the island of On Air. And it just asked us to go along the first year to help uh, in the kitchen and to help kind of keep the keep our youth uh, organized, so to speak. So we went along and, and uh, did uh, the ministry there. And then the second year we were invited back and the pastor couldn't make it. So he said, hey, you know, would you and Nancy like to head up the trip? And I remember going, oh, yeah, I can't do that. Uh, that's not <laughs> really in my wheelhouse. Um, he goes, well, would, would you at least pray about it for a week? 
you know, I said, okay, not sure. You know, when a pastor asks you, would you pray about it for a week? You're not going to say no. You know? So um, prayed about it and, and the Lord worked in our hearts to take and lead that that trip to Bonaire. And um, it was just, uh, like you said, it was kind of a life-changing for us. So we realized that the Lord could use, use us to lead uh, missions trips. So um, th- that was back in, I'm trying to remember now, late 90s. Um, so since then, we've done uh, at least one missions trip a year, sometimes two. And I guess we've probably done 30 or maybe in the low 30s uh, now missions trips where they're anywhere from construction trips. And and um, I know enough to be dangerous in the construction world, but, you know, you get the main guys uh, that, can, that can go and lead the trip and maybe you take 12 or 15 people and uh, two or three main guys that know what they're doing and, and, and the rest of us that are handy and some that aren't even handy and uh, can mix. I, I, I've mixed more cement in my lifetime. Uh, I can be taught how to do that very easily. And then some of the trips are, are a vacation Bible school or a teen outreach. Uh, it's whatever the missionary uh, would like us to do. But um, it's a highlight for us every year to be able to lead those. And uh, the Lord really, uh, we go to be a blessing to the missionary and each and every time we come back feeling like we're blessed uh, and the, the entire team does uh, mm-hmm. too, as, as we go and serve and um, get to know that missionary even better. And then through the relationships by getting to know the missionary, um, we can keep uh, tabs on them through their letters again and be able to relate to their work. And then when they have a need, whether it's a computer or a car or a an addition they're doing, another addition construction-wise, uh, then through the company, we can help meet uh, some of those needs. Always a heart for missions, I've noticed. And not only have you and Nancy led 30-plus uh, missions trips in the last 20-plus years, you've also taught uh, others how to lead those kind of trips as well, and that impact uh, continues to grow. Uh, what I've respected about the way you do missions trips, uh, you're truly going and leading the group to go to be a asset and a blessing to the missionary and the ones that you'll be ministering to. You're not looking at it as a vacation. You're not looking at it as a tour trip to a place you've never been, although that often is incorporated to some degree. But the hard focus is how can we bless this missionary and this church family where we're going to go visit. So I appreciate the way you approach that and um, how they, you've used that to impact others. Jeff, you mentioned, and congratulations on this, that you're celebrating 50 years at Buckman's Incorporated, and what a great story uh, that is. I'd invite all our listeners again to get a copy of the book, read about that and uh, how the business has grown and how you put God first in that. You're going through a transition time. Now, we're not going to get into that today. We're going to postpone that to another podcast. We'll talk about transitions because you're going through leadership transition, uh, leading an organization for 50 years and uh, and praying about how to pass that baton is a very critical uh, move in any organization. And uh, it just doesn't happen. I know it's been something you have been praying about and working with for a long time now. So if you don't mind, if I can invite you back for another podcast, and sure. we can talk about that. It'd be terrific. Sure. Hey, could you close us out today, Jeff, and uh, and tell us a little bit uh, about uh, as you see this next season of life for Jeff Buckman, um, leading a company of fifty years, growing it exponentially as God has blessed, and you focus on missions. What do you see? Because uh, what I don't sense from Jeff and Nancy is we're going to ride off into the sunset and and hang out somewhere and do what we do. What, what do you see, Jeff, as far as ministry and missions this next season? 
Yeah, so I'll be 65 in December and um, just, well, Lord, what do you want me to do? I kind of want to keep busy and and serving him as I run through the finish line, whenever that finish line might be. But I, I see getting involved uh, perhaps even more in missionaries and, and missions lives and advising them and helping them. And at the same time, um, uh, the reason I wrote the book was to help other business people learn some of the things that I've learned over the years so that they can use their business for the, for the Lord as well. So I see perhaps uh, opportunities to be able to, to do that. And the whole idea of me writing a book was so crazy in the beginning. I thought I, I could never do that, but, um, but the Lord enabled me to do that uh, using airplane time to do the writing. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I just see um, giving advice to other Christian business people and uh, helping out the, the missionary contacts that I that I have that uh, the Lord's provided over the years. Yeah, I can see you have great impact that way. Uh, would it be okay for us to extend this invitation to our listeners if if it worked out for your schedule that uh, they can invite you in to maybe challenge their business leaders and uh, their church missions groups uh, uh, based on what you've learned and done? Is that something that we could extend out to them? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And if they can't make it in person, but could make it through Zoom or something. Uh, That's that, a great idea. That would be second best, but, uh, yeah. but sure. Okay, great. We'll do that. We'll put that link in the bio and all the things associated with the podcast. So that'd be easy uh, connection that way. We'll also put the uh, link for the book uh, in that uh, podcast. And so they can easily uh, get their hands on that. Uh, Jeff, it's been terrific. Uh, I could take a lot more of your time today. Is there something that you'd like to end out? And this would be a challenge or maybe an encouragement to uh, business leaders or others that might be listening to this podcast, particularly as we close out today. I guess the, the thing that comes to my mind is realizing that God can use you as a business person. And, um, you know, you're, you're a representative of the Lord first and a business person second. So, uh, but God can use us as business people. You know, we, we think a little differently than perhaps a pastor does and a missionary does. And um, the Lord can use that talent for his kingdom. So um, just look for ways that you can get involved and, uh, and, and then use what you've learned for the Lord. Amen. Congratulations again on 50 years in business and uh, more of a congratulations on 45 years of marriage this year. If I could even go one step beyond that, I think I'm sensing somewhere around 46 to 47 years of knowing the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior yeah. and to have your uh, wife. Uh, girlfriend at the time uh, yeah. leads you to the Lord is a special thing. Thank you so much for taking the time today. And uh, we'll pray this with great blessing to all listeners. And we'll look forward to having you back in the future as we talk about transitions with Christian owned businesses. All right. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to today's podcast on our three ministry network. Our passion is to minister to ministers. We don't just want you to stay the course. We want you to enjoy the journey. Check us out on the website at r3ministrynetwork.org or on social at Facebook and Instagram or subscribe to the newsletter info at r3ministrynetwork.org. Be sure to check out our sponsors for today's episode. And I also want to thank Bryce Hersey for the recordings of today's bumper music and then Bryce Hamilton for producing, editing, and doing all things needed for successful podcasts. We are grateful for all the ones that help us with this. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe share, comment, and spread the news about R3 Ministry Network. Our heart is to be the help that you need to stay the course in ministry. God bless you.